We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, the old man, Andreas Hale. We're not Blue Wire Studios today because I'm in Arizona covering a top rank fight, which we'll talk about later on in this show because we're starting this one with boxing. And last week we had good fights. Artur Bitterbiev putting in work. So we'll talk about the better BF fight from last week. This week, we not only have these top rank fights that I'm at with young stars like Nico Ali on it, Emiliano Vargas, but we also have a huge women's card in New York City, Amanda Serrano going for undisputed and Alicia Baumgartner and the co-main going for undisputed. So it feels like her and Michaela Mayer were just yesterday. So the women's boxing realm just moves so fast. It is incredible. We're talking about all of that today on this show. Dre, we're also talking hip-hop. Gotta talk hip-hop on this show. It wouldn't be a boxing show without it. And Billboard's list. We touched on it when it was like 50 through 40. We're like, oh, give it some time. Dre, there's one more week left in this list. One through 10 is the only thing they haven't put out yet. We have 50 through 11 of the Billboard's top 50 MCs of all time list. It saddens me to read this list. And I'm not even like a get off my lawn hip hop head. Like, I'm not going to go to bat for every backpacker ever. Like, I'm not like going to say, you know, anything after 2006 is trash. I'm, I'm not that guy. This list is criminal. So we talked about like some of the egregious ones earlier on. Run Rev Run is 49. Like, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Run DMC fan. I got to respect the catalog. Like, I got to respect his skills for the time. 49 as an MC? One, these young kids don't know what the hell an MC is. No, they get it mixed up. Like, rapping, rappers and MCs are two different things, but as time has gone on, everybody's a rapper. It's all smushed together. Like, hip-hop and, like, hip-hop and R&B. A lot of that stuff is smushed together. So, I don't know what age these kids were that made this list. Um, but as I went through it, I started to question, it felt like a lot of like under 30 kids who were passionate about hip hop, but weren't there. And I don't expect everybody to be there to hear like 
Chuck D or I don't expect them to all be there to hear rock him at his finest, but you got to respect the art. And yeah, some of this stuff is just, it's egregious, but they're getting, they're getting us talking about it. I think that's what they want. It's vibing. On top of it, it's vibing billboard. I don't know what made these two entities get together. I wrote for them both. I have no idea why they said, yeah, well, let's make a list together. I no clue, but it's, it comes to the point of, I could be born yesterday. He'd be like, okay, the qualities of an MC are this. Rank them. And I can listen to Rock Him for the first time in my life. He'd be like, he's probably a better rapper than Young Thug. Right? Like, he's a better MC than Young Like, I, I could differentiate, even without being there, that this guy technically is probably better than this guy. So here's a real question. Who's an MC today? Of this new Kendrick, era of, of rappers. Kendrick's an, an MC today. Like a true MC. Kendrick's an MC. Wait, let me let today. me let me take hold on, let me take that back. Who is an MC that's under 30? Under 30. Wow. Now we're getting into like rough territory, right? Like, so I would say Corday is in the under 30 list. Chance the rapper is an MC under 30. Because he's still super young, even though he's falling off a little bit. And now, now we're getting to like a weird point, right? Like, I'm not sure. Oh, there's a young rapper chick. I forgot her name, but she body shit. Um, there's a few, but here's the reason why I asked you this. But question. yeah, yeah, I forgot her name. But she sounds kind of like Rapsky. Um, yeah, in terms Noir, of like Chain Noir. Chain Noir yeah, is great. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, but that's it's few and far between. The reason why I ask that question is if you ask kids today about an MC, it sounds like old people talk, right? Who's an MC? An MC? Oh, you're talking about the hippity hippity hop shit. No, and we know <laughs> what an MC is, but the kids don't know what an MC is because they're lumped together, MCs and rappers. So if you make a list of MCs, people over 30, we're like, all right, I know the difference between an MC and a rapper is. People under 30, I don't think they look at it the same way. I think they look at MC as like a derogatory term, kind of like how backpacker's always been a derogatory term, or underground is a derogatory term. I mean, that's it's so weird though, right? Like, how can the kids nowadays don't have standards? Because like, and I sound like an old man now, but like, you don't have to before you had to be an MC regardless of your style, because sooner or later, before you even blew up, you had to rock a crowd. Yeah, you legitimately yeah. had to be a microphone controller. You had to yeah. be the master of ceremonies. You had to have a stage show, a stage presence, whether that was battling, whether that was like a set where you, you actually rocked the crowd, put the mic out, their call and response. You had a DJ to help with that most of the time. Like you, you had to do those things. I saw Ice Spice hit the stage and it looked like she had never performed before in her life. And she went to Rolling Loud. And yeah. flamed out. I was like, that, "This can't be your first performance at Rolling Loud." And she forgot half the words, caught stage fright, and just started shaking her ass. Like that, you, you can't be an MC then. Like if if you don't have that, it took Drake years to look remotely comfortable on stage. He looked like a fish out of water for so far gone through. Take care, and then now we see him at the Apollo where he has like a stage set. He's talking directly to the crowd. He brings guests out. He found a way to become an MC throughout the years. These kids don't even care. They're like, yo, my shit blew up on TikTok. It blew up on SoundCloud. Now I'm selling a ton of records. 
And then you get in front of them at a show or a festival and you're like, yo, this guy sucks. They're just doing their ad libs and they just let the track play. Yeah, it's like, a lot it, of it's skips like you're not an MC if you do that. Like they, they skip a lot of steps, right? But uh yeah. more important is the idea that you know the game has evolved and it's changed. And everything that you just mentioned, like go ask. And this is not this isn't for all. I of would them, challenge you that. Like, isn't the definition of evolution is to get better at something? According to who? The kids just define in general. It. Unfortunately, the kids define the culture, right? Because yeah, the kids they, have so more. So you're telling me they saying rap has gotten better? They the will 90s? tell you that. They will tell you okay. that like Young Thug would bash Rakim. They would tell you that. I wouldn't agree oh, with it, but they Lord. would tell you that. It's the same thing about how kids talk about LeBron's like a much better player than Jordan. Or not nah, forget Jordan. Larry Bird. Even though I think LeBron is, is better on the all-time list than Larry Bird, but a kid who's never seen Larry Bird and watched his impact and watched how the game has changed, they wouldn't know how to discuss that. So if you go I'll, I'll give you, you this. Someone the other day said Luca was a much better player already than Larry Bird. That's insane. And I said you don't know who the hell Larry Bird is. Like no, you just then you then you don't know. No, it, it's 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 a weird thing. So like if you were to go outside right now, right? If like if you would not even pull up to a high school, if you pull up to a college and ask the average kid who listens to any rapper, what are the five elements of hip hop? Watch what happens. The the deer in the headlights look. There's ain't no nobody, respect for the history. Ain't nobody getting breaking. Ain't nobody. No, nah, ain't nobody. B-boying, graffiti? Graffiti? B-boying, like, graffiti? Yeah, they'd have they have no don't know none of this stuff. D- the art of actual DJing, like like real DJing, not just hitting a Serato and hitting play and then, you know, moving your mouse around for, to find another song. They don't <laughs> understand no easy that. easy on your Serato. <laughs> but the game has evolved in ways that it, it, it hasn't passed us by because now hip-hop has reached the generation where there's old man rap and there's young man rap and there's grown man rap and there's mature rap and there's, there's all kinds of hip hop. But when you talk about these greatest of all time lists, you got to look who's writing these lists. But for this particular list, Billboard and Vibe, I need to know the criteria because rapper and MC has become so interchangeable. Is it influence? Is it Great. skill? They have the criteria. What is it? Like here. So is it, is it skill? From there. The team. Okay. Uh, in determining these rankings, the Billboard and Vibe editorial teams opted first to limit rap arena to only North America. Right. So, for example, Slick Rick is not. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean Drake's eliminated? Oh, wait, he's North America. Oh, OK. Never mind. Yeah, never yeah. Mind. OK. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. Um, also, who, no one wait, from wait, Reggae wait, Dome who, or Dance wait, hold on. make the list. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who the fuck is on this list from like Europe? Like Slick Rick is like the Twenty One only... Savage. It's Twenty One Twenty One Savage proven to be from the UK. But I mean, who is on like fighting for this list? Is like where's Bad Bunny? Like where's Buju Bantan? Like what? you're not yeah. in the top fifty list. Like stop, Buju Buju out here spitting. Yeah, uh-huh. so now nah, they they're gone. No Super Cat, nothing like that. And then from there, the teams took into account the following criteria, not in any particular order. It says Clearly. body of work, achievements. Charted singles, albums, globe platinum, mm. certifications, mm. cultural impact and influence, how the artist's work fostered the genre's evolution, longevity, lyrics, storytelling skills, and flow. See, this is dangerous, right? Because you could sell a million, billion many, records. Yeah, and be like whack. you could be Nelly and be you're whack as a rapper. You're whack, but you're Nelly. Is Nelly on this list? Nelly could be top ten. We don't get no, to some people. I haven't but seen that, that. But that's my point. Like influence right and we're going to talk about it because this person kanye west 
he's influenced a generation of people. But as a rapper, stop. Yeah, like why say the 50 greatest rappers or MCs for what? If your criteria is doing this. Yeah, like, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a rapid fire run down this list before we keep going. 50, Rick Ross. 49, Rev Ron. 48, Melly Mel. 50, or 47, MC Light. 46, Jada Kiss. 45, Ice T. 44, Queen Latifah. 43, Bun B. 42, Red Man. 42, Red Man. 41, E40. 40, Dr. Dre. 39, Ludacris. Stop. 38. Stop. Dr. Dre, as a rapper, should be nowhere on anybody's rapper list. No. Not as a rapper. Dr. Dre ain't write a rhyme in his life. Yeah. You might as well put Diddy on the list. (laughs) Diddy. Diddy might be top 10. If Dre qualifies as 40, Puff might be top 10. That's what I'm saying. That's like, who are the greatest power forwards in the NBA? And then you put a point guard on there. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Just a a really tall point guard. Yeah. And then uh, 38, Gucci Mane. What? 37 Common. Gucci Mane is one notch behind Common. Yeah, right. And ahead of Redman. 37 Common. 36 Most Deaf. 35 Future. 34 Chuck D. 33 Buster Rhymes. 32 TI. 31 Little Kim. 30 Lauren Hill. 29 Pusha T. 28 Black Thought. 27 Q Tip. 26 Big Pun. Rest in peace. 25 Method Man. 24 KRS One. 23, Curtis Blow, wildly high on this list. Wait, wait, wait. This is getting weird. This feels like some kids (laughs) just randomly, they they was like, all right, Melly Mel, and they was like, who's another old rapper? Curtis Blow, all right, we got to put him in the top 20. Put a couple old rappers on here just for a sprinkle, just so no one will say shit. Look, Black Curtis Blow, not better than Black Thought. He's not better than KRS. He's not directly better than KRS-One from that same era. Keep going. Like the era after is KRS when KRS one's a crazy better MC than Melly, than uh Curtis Blow. Whatever. 22. Um 22 Ghostface, 21 DMX, 20 Big Daddy Kane, 19 Missy Elliott, <laughs> eight <laughs> Missy's not better than Big Daddy. 18 is Ice Cube, 17 is 50 Cent. No. I'm not sure 50 Cent would be ranked 51 on my list. As a rap? I mean, again, this he is... sold influ- albums, but what the he, influence he is hits there? none of the other categories. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. And I'm a mixtape head. He has none of the other categories. <sighs> Scarface, 16, 15, J. Cole, 14, LL, 13, Rakim, 12, Andre, 3K... <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Kanye West. Throw it in the trash. In no universe is Rakim, who is the rapper who literally changed how everybody rapped. Like Rakim came in the room and was like, we're trying to think, who like, he like Jerry Rice the position, right? He did. He like, he he redefined what it was to be a rapper. No, like after people heard Rakim, they was like, oh, you could be a poet? Like you can... (laughs) Like what? microphone that was the end of the hippity hop. Yeah. yeah, like it was over. It was like you couldn't basic ABC rap your way in a paper bag anymore. And when Rock Rakim came around, there would be no Nas if there was no if there was Rakim. It wasn't for Rakim. None of these rappers would do this to put him behind Kanye West. 
as a rapper. Rakim is called the God MC for a reason. He may not be number one on your list, but if he ain't top five, you're losing your fucking mind here. He at least got to be top ten. Like Rakim, like you said, and influence is a major category here. But the bars, everything else, that stands by itself. Rakim's incredible. Influence is on this list. Like you just said, there is no Nas without Rakim. There's no Jay-Z without Rakim. There's no 90s rappers where you can manipulate your flow and be super different and super and and storytelling, just the way he fits stuff together. It it changed rap. And that's Uh, not top 10. And you know what? The same goes for Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane, I could say the same. Openly admits, Jay-Z openly admits, it's like, yeah, I took a lot of Big Daddy Kane shit. Like, yeah. Big Daddy Kane was the king of, like, punchlines and metaphors before that shit was cool. But 20, for a young person's list, at this point, this is just young Yeah, person. fine, whatever. For a young, 20, I can maybe let you get away with Big Daddy Kane at 20, maybe. But not when I see the pe- not when I see 50 at 17. Now I'm like, okay, now this shit is criminal. If, if Redman was ahead of him for some reason, okay. If you want to put meth in front of him, just because of the Wu-Tang impact, the sure. solo shit. Sure, I had a big day. Maybe, and I, I'm sure the older heads would still crush that shit. But sure, if you have to on a young person's list, right? It's just I don't see it. So now we get Kanye's eleven, which maybe he's wrote, he's written twenty percent of his rhymes, maybe yeah. in his yeah. career, and one of them is she bleached her asshole. I got bleach on my T-shirt. Yeah. You are automatically disqualified from this. Dog, listen, man. Kanye being 11, again, as an entity, as an individual, sure. But we're talking about rappers. This is dangerous territory, man. You put him Like, you have Andre 3000 on the list and Big Boy's not on the list. I know yeah. Andre 3000 is one of the greatest that we've ever heard, but Big Boy's not that far behind where he's completely off no. the list. The gap between Dre and Big Boy is not oh, Jesus 38 spots. On a list. And like, and listen, man. I think Missy was great for being like an innovative with music videos and you know hybrid and singing and rapping. But come on, give me a bar, give me a Missy bar that you that you could write out and be like, that is incredible. That was my thing with Rakim when I first heard Rakim as a kid, because I I didn't like I got older and I used to write people's rhymes down when I listened to him and I would read Rakim's shit and I was like, oh my fucking god, like this is incredible, this is yep. incredible. Go write down a Missy rhyme. Go write down, freak it. Go yeah, write that shit down. Anything past that first album, Missy was not trying to be an MC. I can't. I'd argue Missy's a bigger pop star, R and B star than she is a rapper. It, it, I this, think she's better at that. Yeah, I, listen. I think Missy's incredibly innovative. I think Missy meant a lot to a lot of people. Music videos, visuals, those are great. But as a rapper, this she was terrible. Rapper list one three K not being in the top ten blows my mind. Well, yeah. But okay, if you want to hold it against him for being in a group, whatever. His cadence, the flow patterns, everything he does, come on. Like, he was doing this shit in 94 when they dropped their first album. So it's like, what? Q-Tip is already deep on this list. So you're telling me, all right, the most notable person of Tribe Called Quest, which is arguably the greatest rap group of all time, if you're just depending on them and Outkast. So the lead man from that is not in your top twenty. Like now we're now we're getting weird. Um, it already got weird. And I'm Dr. Dre made this list. Weird. Yeah. Dr. Dre made this list. 
It's Dr. Weird. Dre made the list. So knowing what we know, the top 10 spots, and we'll talk about it next week. I don't know the order. Jay-Z, Biggie, one. Tupac, mm-hmm. Eminem, mm-hmm. Lil Wayne, yep. Drake, Kendrick. Okay. There's three more. Nas. There's say Nas, Nas. Okay. That's eight. So there's two spots left that are unknown. It's like the Royal Rumble all over again. There's two spots left that I cannot figure out for the life of me. I told you before we started recording who one of them are. I told you. I told you. I said, oh, they're probably going to put a woman on this list. You're like, you know they are. Yes. If they put Nicki Minaj above Andre 3000. I promise you Nicki's on this list. I promise you. I'm going to open hand smush somebody at Billboard. Record it. Because it's it's she's top ten. I promise you, she's top ten on this list. Nikki Little Kim's nowhere to be 10. found. Little Kim's nowhere to be found. Little Kim was thirty one. Oh, she is. Yeah, Little okay. Kim was thirty one on this. list. Okay, so if Little Kim, I struggle putting Nicki Minaj above Little Kim. So if there, if Nicki Minaj is absolutely in the top ten, absolutely, I wouldn't do it. But they she's are weighing too much with the album sales yes. for a rapper's list. Yes. So, yes. the, okay, so <laughs> I hope Nicki Minaj being top 10 is ridiculous. If Nicki's uh, there, uh, the, there's oh, the one other person, spot. Snoop. Snoop. Snoop should be in the top 10. Yeah. Snoop. Maybe. Snoop. Snoop's in like my top 15. Yeah, but he'll but be in the top 10. He'll be in the top 10 of this list. Yes. So we have our 10. So Nicki Minaj is taking spot nine. One, I, I guarantee you, Nicki Minaj, she's, she's probably going to be seven. Damn, there's no Watch. cam on this list. I'm a big cam guy. There's no cam on this list, at least in the top 50. Mm-mm. Just thinking no. back to all the people who rhymed in the 90s. I mean, shout out there's to no, listen, Ivy, there's no Lupe hat, on this who list. Loves Jizza. There's no Lupe. Technically, Lupe is one of the greatest people to ever touch a microphone, and he has hits. He's actively sold. He's got a like he's, He has a grip. Yeah. Um, there's no his criminal. There's no there's Royce no, the Five Nine. There's there's no Big L. No Big L. And I understand the window was short. The, the window was you short. Don't have a top fifty with Big L. Like there's. I feel like there's so many people missing from the eighties. That it's is like, still crazy that they're not on the list. There's nobody. For, there's no pause from De La Soul, right? Who I think, but pause from De La, La Soul is dope. But they, I think they knock them because it's De La and it's a group, which is crazy. Because look, man, you, I, Curtis Blow, Melly Mel, Run, Rev Run. I think yeah. pause for for the Daisy Age and how De La Soul changed. And a lot of kids, I get it. They're not on streaming services, so you can't even listen to Three Is the Magic Number till just now. Right, yeah. you can't listen to De La Soul is there until just now. De La right now, yeah. But but Pi should be on there. I mean, no Twister, innovating fast rap. We talked about Twister when we did the the Mount Rushmore list of Chicago. Bro, I'm not even a big um, fan. But the game, no, I, I'm but, surprised the game's not on here. If Dre is, if fifty is as a rapper, the game right. could be somewhere around here. Um, no Tyler the man, Creator. If you're looking at no. new kids, yeah, Tyler Tyler could spit for new kids. No Wale. No Wale, no Wale Tech Wale would be the other, the new one. Tech Nine is wildly influential for the Midwest, and Tech Nine can spit. There's, there's some people really left off of this list, and, and I, that's I don't crazy. Get it. I don't get it, but 
but I, I still I, I feel like we have we have time built up like at Blue Wire as a studio, like extra time on our list. We might have to find like one day to just redo the Billboard 50 list and put sure, together so we, R50. So we can get killed, right? Because that's what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's not worse than this. And no. we just market it as redoing. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just redo their list. Not we're making up out of thin air, but we, we can do no worse. No, that, that will, I will be the oldest man ever when I give them my list. They're going to be like, what? Fonte's on your yeah. list? Yes. Talib Kweli. No Talib. There's a lot, a lot of people missing from this. And hey. yeah, we, we're going to have to do that. But in the meantime, Billboard's have lost their mind. If Nicki Minaj is in the top 10, I'm, I'm walking off the stage. Oh, she's 100%. I, I'm going to say right now, she's either seven or eight in this top 10 list. And they're going to cite her influence and longevity, even though most longevity of her albums. Is only like 10 years. Dog, even though her albums are mostly like pop records that go Super big. And like she, I've always thought Nikki could rap. I say this all the yeah. time. Nikki could rap. She just didn't do enough of it. And then th- that's all there was to it. But to be top 10. But I, and I and I know what it was. This was a they were in a room and they was like, we got to put a woman in the top ten. Rhapsody yeah. ain't on this list. I get it. For a lot of people, Rhapsody ain't as influential as other people. But she raps. She raps. She's still here rapping. Rhapsody been around for a, a dime for ten years. But we're gonna do this. Mm-mm. All right. I'm telling you. I'm promising the people we're gonna redo Billboard's list with their criteria. And I just learned how to set this up. In uh, in a spreadsheet, shout out to ESPN, changing our voting for pound for pound list. Uh, I just learned how to set this up in the spreadsheet. I will put the spreadsheet in uh, the reverse rat pack group chat, and we will all vote. And the way it works is there's different categories, right? And it's one through five in the six criteria that they have. And everyone gets a score through each criteria. So we put the rapper's name, like Jay-Z. Where does he fall in influence? Where did he fall here? And then the total scores at the end, you rank them by total score, and it's entirely objective through everyone's point system. And okay. that will create our list. And we will then talk about the list that the Rat Pack created to redo this list. And that is what we're going to do. And I 100% guarantee this shit is leaps and bounds better than this. And I'll add like 75 rappers to make sure it's not just 50. I'll make like... And then the best will be up there. This will be fun. So before we go to break, I just want to ask, is, is Jay-Z going to be number one? Yes, Jay-Z is number one because longevity is a criteria. Okay. I, I just Influence, I, longevity. If Jay is not number one, it is Nas. Because people would say he godfathered the flow more. His longevity now went in a Grammy like two years ago. King's Disease, the three discography. People might put that. And he has the greatest hip-hop album of all time. They might put that over Jay. So Pac and Big will be somewhere like three and four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They'll be, they'll we'll be see next week. List. We'll see. Yes, we'll talk about this next week. And then in the coming weeks, we'll create our own list. Right now, we're going to head to break, come back, talk boxing, make sure we wrap up the show with some actual uh, sweet science. Don't go anywhere. Right back after this.
All right, everybody, just that quick. We are back. Time to talk boxing. Dre, we're starting last weekend. Artur Bitterbiev going up against Anthony Yard in the UK. Went to his backyard. That would be enough to be a major headline. Three light heavyweight titles on the line. You know why it wasn't the story of the night? Why? Because it was the first time Jake Paul and Tommy Fury actually met face-to-face and faced off. They stole okay. the show. No, yeah. you don't think. Do I mean, Dre, sure. I, I get it. Tommy fumbles, then fumble. He had the kid. He has to defend the family honor. No, he still has a step in the ring in Saudi Arabia. There's a lot of work to do to get Tommy Fury into the ring. I won't believe it. Even when I see him enter the building in Riyadh, when they have the camera, when they show him walk in. Like trip like, no, backstage? Yeah. He might bail. He might get a tummy ache. I won't believe it until the bell rings. I won't believe I. I just he's fucked this up too many times. He has. And seeing them go face to face was hilarious because like Jake really doesn't take these things seriously necessarily. But you tell like Tommy really doesn't like him. And I'm just like, oh, Jake's in his head already. Like by the time fight week comes, Tommy's going to be like too hyped up. It's like it's kind of like. When you have like that crush on a girl and you're like, oh my God, and all this stuff, you keep hanging out with her, keep hanging out with her. And then you finally get your chance and you're like, this is it. This is going to happen. And like some dumb shit happens to you. Like you straight like Jim from American Pie or something. And like you're a rap and then you're just like, oh, like that. That's what Tommy Fury has built this up to be. Like the Jake fight would have been just a normal fight if they fought the first time. Jake kept fighting big fights. Tommy has been chasing the the Jake fight ever since. And then he got it again and then pulled out again. And then now he got it a third time. It's such a bigger fight to Tommy Fury than it is to Jake Paul. Jake's like, I would have knocked him out back then. I've knocked people out since. I fought Hanson Silva. There's no way you can tell me objectively that Tommy Fury is a better fighter in any discipline than Anderson Silva. Jake's go, like, go, fuck it. I've now fought people way better. Go ask people in, in our TikTok. I think they'll think 200,000 views on that 200,000 views on you saying Tommy Fury is going to get knocked out this crazy they they call them rigged fights or they'll say that Jake's not a real fighter and I'm like Tommy's undefeated as a pro have you seen who Tommy Fury has fought you've seen it this is is the listener I'm asking have y'all seen this shit he ain't fought nobody the collective record was something crazy dog it's so egregiously bad it's like the, the the collective record is sub five hundred. If if the collective record record of your opponents is under a five hundred, you're not good. You're not good. You're not proving. No, nah, I think Jake's gonna dust him. That's just how I feel. Tommy's not good. He's just not good. I've I've seen him fight. He's not good. It's hard to believe this fight's only three weeks away. Like today yeah. in L.A., Caleb uh, Plant and David Benavides had their pres- their fights two months away. These two just got in the ring and it's three weeks away. They're like, hey, we got to get there and quick. We got Jake, like, I don't even need a camp. I don't need a full camp for this kid. Jake, like, I, put me I, in the ring. My my only, it's not even a concern because I feel like Jake Paul's taking it seriously. But don't don't be too loose about it because you still got shit to prove. Like, don't fuck around and I get mean, caught. Yeah. No, but like, Tommy's never gone past four rounds, six rounds. No, he fought, a, like, he fought is, Anthony Taylor in a four rounder. Like, he's, yeah. again, he's like, not this good. This is a but, 10 round fight. Just, just if you're Jake Paul, train like you would train any other fight. Don't, don't look at him because hey, he still got a little bit of pop. He's still a yeah. pop. He can still one hitter quitter you if you ain't paying any attention. 
don't like, think you're not Jake Floyd Mayweather. Fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah, he ain't gonna fall asleep at the wheel like that. No, I don't think he will either. But don't play any games. Like if you're gonna get him out of here, get him out of here. Like he's still a fighter. Get him out of here. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, it's three weeks away. Can't wait to see how that plays out. That that day is the day of fuckery in boxing. Like Mayweather exhibition in the UK. Wait, but I against, thought this is Sunday. This is a Sunday fight. That oh, excuse me, that weekend. Yeah, the weekend. that weekend. Yes, Mayweather in the UK versus a guy from Jersey Shore knockoff, Jordy Shore. Yeah. Adrian Broner later Saturday night on BLK Prime, which seems to be just charging people for the Broner pay per view. If you happen to buy the Ter- Terrence Crawford one before, they're just keeping your credit card information and charging you. You're like, yo, you got to dispute that. Like <laughs> that's that's on you, fam. And then and we Broner is on his third opponent. Let's let's not skip over that. Three different opponents so far for Adrian Broner, and they still have the nerve to make this a pay per view. Still a pay per view, and with Tevin Farmer and Mickey Bay, one. and Tevin Farmer and Mickey Bay are the co-main event, and they have the nerve to make this. I a Mickey Bay was fight. coaching. I didn't even know he was, he was fighting stuff. He was. I know Mickey. He was, but hey, <laughs> the that, bag the is te- there. The te- remember, like once upon a time, Tevin Farmer was a champion. Yes, right. Good How far one. we have fallen? Now you're fighting on BLK Prime in the co-main event. Of Adrian Broner against is it what's his name Michael Williams, is that the, the dude's name? I don't know. I, I apparently he got knocked out on ESPN not too long ago. Don't even remember. He, come on, man! It's like forty bucks. You charging people for this? Like I said, Crawford David Avenisian was going to break, even though BLK Prime was like we changed boxing. Yes, you changed it for the worse. But this fight, brick. This doesn't do two hundred people. No, we we ain't getting a brick. This no. is like the, the ball don't make it to the court to shoot a brick. The ball's we flying. can put this stream of us talking right now on pay-per-view and do more numbers than Adrian Broner. Yeah, like we could put this stream up talking about that fight while watching that fight, and we'll get more buys than th- for the actual fight. 100%. 100%. And then, uh, but the main event, Arthur better be uh, Anthony Yard. Yard came out with some movement, showed some new tricks, all that stuff. That was great. Um, but as we had predicted going into that fight, it, and he's just not on the same level as Arthur Berbiev, and he got walked oh. down. And yeah. people are like, Arthur Berbiev's so slow. Like, no, it's kind of just his style. Like, he's just, I mean, he's plotting and he's kind of yeah, like it's, lurch. But he you don't want to get hit up. by him. That's that's just really what it is. It's like he's like the Michael Myers of boxing. He's going to walk you down. It's going to be methodical. He and it's like you're going to hit him. And it's like why won't he go away? And it's like, if he touches you, you're dead. It's like that one hitter boss in the video game where you're like, God damn it. I'm trying to whittle down his energy bar and he hits me one time when I'm out. Jar put up a good fight. I'm still blown away that two scorecards had him ahead at the time of the stoppage. But that's some home cooking for you, right? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, it ended how we thought it was going to end. I, it went a little bit longer than I thought it would. But, uh, yeah, the fight to make is him and, and Baval now. But it's not going to happen. No, I, I say that confidently now. Like they're already trying to negotiate with Callum Smith. They, uh, I heard, I think on a broadcast or something. Um, maybe WBC mentioned it for Archer Better BM because WBC still has a no Russians can compete for their title clause. Yeah, that has not been dropped. Ridiculous. Yeah, um, Better BM is considered a Canadian citizen because he is. So Bivol can't compete for that belt 
for some weird reason. Like what so are you? Smith. Yeah. <laughs> like Callum Smith, I guess, will probably get a shot at that. And then Eddie Hearn comes out with a report today that says, well, Canelo's not stepping aside in September to let the fight happen. So it looks like Better BF is going to be 42 years old before they fight. If they fight. Yeah. So when my if they Better fight. BF might vacate and go up, all the belts are split, and we'll never get on this new champion. Yeah. I, Better I don't BF know. might be undisputed at Cruiser faster he can at Lightweight. Like You're probably right. But I don't know why this just popped into my head. And I'm sure we were going to talk about it on the show, but I need to talk about it now before I forget about it. Because I'm thinking about pay-per-view buys, and we're talking about BLK Prime, and came to my head that Oscar De La Hoya came out and said, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis are going to do two and a half million pay-per-view buys. 2.5. I, I've said some wild-ass pay-per-view buys. I'm not sure if I've gone that far. Dog, uh, two and a half impressive, million. In, impressive in that they break a mill. Yeah. They break a mill, wild success. Yeah, breaking the mill is where I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like even the, me, I was like, that's kind of, you know, it's kind of ambitious, but I, I think maybe, you know, if they built right, they could do a mill. Oscar said two and a half million in the year 2023. Oscar De La Hoya is drunk. We already knew that. This number is fake as fake as Oscar's abs. Oh, the Oscar, listen, I'm not talking about Oscar De La Hoya's fake abs. Friend of the podcast, Oscar De La Hoya did a full interview with me because <laughs> Truth be told, I hit another ESPN bonus. Y'all might see me out here with the fake Del Oya abs next summer. So yeah. y'all just gonna have to talk about me. You just gonna see me fake eight packed up out here just looking like a, a 1990s WWE action figure. Dog, if, if, Oscar's abs, if Oscar's abs aren't fake, I apologize. But there's just no way you get They're abs fake. like this. Come on. Listen, I'm just, just this is a disclaimer, okay? But this man, every picture, him and his and his lady with the fake boobs, where she just talks about her fake boobs all the time. Yeah. Like, what is going on? And two and a half, like, Dre, come on, Oscar. Dre, if this if this workout and um diet program I'm on right now don't hit by like end of summer, you're gonna see me next year with the baldy with the two rolls in the back, maybe a double chin and a 16 pack. I don't care how crazy it look looks like in a different. They be like Tony Nice. <laughs> <That, laughs> like Tony Nice. That's it. I'm, I'm gonna look like Ricochet from here down, like old school top dollar from here up. Like they're gonna be like, "Yo, how is this guy?" Like I don't care if it matches. I really don't. You know those old school games that like the head shuffles and then the body shuffles and the yeah. leg shuffles. That's gonna be me in real life. I'm just uh-huh. gonna have a crazy fake six pack and nothing above magic. I've seen women on Instagram do it. I can do it, Dre. I could be a mismatched body. They gotta talk about me. I just like no, I, I had I to bring I had to bring up that pay per view number because I it just, I was like wow. And then it was like they might put it in the Legion Stadium. I was like no, yeah. y- y'all stop. Okay, Legion Stadium, yeah. stop saying stuff to say stuff. All right, since we're talking about this before we go to the fights this weekend, last crazy thing that happened to boxing outside of better BF, Kel Brook. Caught special in 4K. K. Special K indeed. 4K. Looking right at the camera. Doing a nice smooth line of cocaine off the glass table. I have a question. I'm not a connoisseur of cocaine. Can you, you do cocaine off of anything other than a glass table? Why is it always a glass table? People I don't say because it doesn't have cracks. But like how, how much cocaine are you really losing? If there's like a porous surface, look, man. At this point, you don't deserve to do cocaine if you're like penny pinching your cocaine. 
it's, they want it all, man. You got to be able to see it on the glass <laughs> table. You can see the cocaine, especially when you put it together. It sounds like I know I too much know. about this. He, I've never he, done cocaine. And then he said, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I embarrassed my family. Like, I'm not handling retirement well. I'm getting the help I needed. Like, fam, that's cool. Again, I've never done cocaine either. But I tell you this much, if I had to do cocaine for the first time, I would not look like Kel Brook looked like in that video. He yeah. looked like a full-on pro. If there was no hesitation. No, yo, how do I use this little roly thing? Oh, I, what if... Like, it's not like it was like a dab. He didn't do a smidge of cocaine. It wasn't a bump. Like, it was a long-ass line. He just went, he was like... It kept going. I can't even breathe that much right now. And I don't know. Doing co- like, he did half the table length of cocaine. It's uh, it's like on the Biggie album where, uh, yeah. no, it's the bass album when Puff is hitting the note on Jealous oh. Guys and yeah. he just takes the, the note all the way out and then he goes, and then he continues the note. That was Kel Brook with the cocaine. It was just seamless. Just That was I, I not your first question. time, my brother. Whatever's going on with Kel Brook, I hope he does get the help he needs. I just want to know. Too. I just want to know who hit play or record. I need to know who that individual was. That was like, it's more about posting because he was very happy to look into the camera and be like, "Oh, we're doing well, okay." Well, that's what I'm saying. But somebody should have been like, "Hey, Kel, this might not be a good idea." And he's like, "Hit record," and he snorts it, and then he was like, "This is, you know, you know what's a good place for this video of me snorting cocaine on social media? What is wrong with you?" Nothing good is going to come out of this. Listen, God man, damn it, as, the, as the great Rick James once said, cocaine is one hell of a drug. <laughs> like, at, at that point, man was high on life. He was like, you put that shit wherever you want. I'm happy. And he's having the time of his life. Uh, he's one of the rare times I see someone snort cocaine. There's literally two people. Just him, the camera person. I have no clue who this is. And there's not like a function. There's no party. No, that's, that's, what I'm that's when I'm like, yo, this bro, this brother need help. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not an advocate for doing cocaine by any means. Like, I don't, I don't know what it does, but I, I would think you do it in some type of party environment. Like, hey, but no, oh, he, man. Was, he did it for the gram. He did a gram for the gram. Fucking gram for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing oh, at somebody's misery, bad. but I, I had to bad. gram for the gram. Bars. Oh, man. <laughs> trademark. <laughs> we would put on merch, but can't have drug paraphernalia. No, can't do, do so uh, this weekend, two fights. ESPN has a fight, which is uh, Navarrete versus Wilson. Wilson's a live underdog. Should be a cool fight. I'm really, I'm here in Arizona going to fight covering for ESPN, obviously. I'm still just sad Oscar Valdez pulled out. Navarrete versus Valdez was the fight. I booked this like two months ago. It's yep. like that is that's an all action Mexican versus Mexican. They are going to brawl. This shit's gonna be crazy. It's lost luster. Yeah, like when it, when Valdez had to pull out, I was like, damn, I don't care about this card anymore. And when you told me you were going, outclassed, I was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> getting <laughs> outclassed by Shakur, there's no there's no crime there, right? Like you can lose. Shakur Stevenson makes a lot of people look like that. Yeah, sure. But, Navarrete's not coming to outclass you like that. Like, oh. it's standing and banging, bro. And, like, Oscar Valdez can still do that. We've seen him against Burchell. Like, I was like, oh, somebody getting slapped. Like, yeah. somebody ain't making it through the 12. And then now it's like, Wilson's a live dog. Um, and we've seen guys like Tim Zhu perform very well in um, Australia. We we Those guys come from Australia, the Maloney twins. Like, they could win some matches, but they're still like a, I don't know what he is. Like, it's his first yeah. time really leaving Australia. Um, so we'll see. 
but it yeah, it doesn't have that same peel, that same oomph. I'm more hyped for Nico Ali going for eight wins. I think Nico Ali is good, and he's at 160 right now. You know, split in the middle between 168 and one, you know, 160 and 175. You meet in the middle. Uh, can I get a Nico Ali Jake Paul fight? You know, just putting that into the universe. Shout out to Evan Korn, my guy at top rank. What's PR now? Got a promotion to, to matchmaking. So he's uh, got that promotion today. Shout out to him. He's going to be one of the matchmakers. I believe he's the first new top rank matchmaker in like two, three decades. Good two man. decades. Yeah. So, um, Evan Corn, make this shit happen. I you know want who I want to Ali see? Ali versus Paul? Come on. You know what I want to see? I, I, interesting. Richard Torres with his porn mustache oh, and everything. With the porn stash? The porn yeah, stash, porn stash is serious. And then the pose. Looking like peak Tom Selleck. He got the yes. pose with the arms behind it. The ravishing Rick Rude <laughs> yeah, pose. Yeah, the ravishing Rick Rude. I, you know, I talked to him today. I forgot to mention this. I will talk to him tomorrow after the fight. From here on out, if you got the ravishing Rick Rude mustache, you can only come out with one style of trunks. Yes. With the face on the crotch. Every yes. fight. The, the face, the face your opponent. the, the Your opponent's face, your opponent's girlfriend's face, yep. or their mama's face. Those are the only things you could do. You got to go full Rick Rude. Tell, tell Rich Torres to call me. Like, he needs to call me because we need to get him the robe. <laughs> we need to get him the rope and the music. The full Rick Rude entrance. Dog, he's got to come out and he's got to run down the city. You yeah. Seattle sweat hogs. <laughs> they show you what a real man can do, and he's got to kiss some brought in the crowd. Like Rick yeah. Rude was a nasty motherfucker. He Rick just Rude kissed anybody. So nasty. So but <laughs> he's look, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. Like right, like listen, Yo. man. I keep saying, if you, I, I'm I'm like the ghost rider of like boxing walkouts. I'll make your shit tighter. Just hire me. I get. I'll, have, I'll get him the Rick Rude robe. I will get him the music. <laughs> I gotta make the connection that Rick Rude Let's was such a badass. He made Jake the Snake a baby face. Yeah, he had Jake, and then he had his wife on his dick, and he was he, he had was the wife right here, bang, and he just hit the thrust, <laughs> and the ladies would go crazy in the audience, and the guys See, would hate it. And people don't get it; they'd be like, "That's so, that's so pro wrestling." You goddamn right. If Richard Torres does that, we're oh, all talking about bucks. this. We, forget the rest of the fights. This is what we're talking about. It goes viral, TikTok yeah. gold. He needs full Come on, Richard Torres. Let's so I, I'm gonna talk to Richard Torres. Oh, you got to go full recruit. And then uh, in New York, MSG. I'm at a Serrano, back in the stomping grounds, at home, at 126, going for undisputed champion of that weight class. And in the co-main, Alicia Bumgarner at 130, going for undisputed champion. We usually see these things and be like, well, 126, 130, undisputed, undisputed. You would think, Amanda Serrano, go up, fight 130, Serrano Bumgarner, writes itself, right? Amanda can go there. Nope. She's going to try to go in 135 undisputed versus Katie Taylor all over again. It's hard to jump two weight classes. She damn near pulled it off last time. She I think this weekend. Yeah. I mean, look, man, I, this is the card I'm interested in because uh, Felicia Bumgarner, right off the bat, Felicia Bumgarner becomes undisputed. You have three black women who are undisputed champions in boxing. Shields, Cruz Desern, Bumgarner. That's yep. crazy. And for wow. for us. For a sport that about maybe six, seven years ago, like you couldn't name any women boxers. Now you have three black women undisputed and you have Amanda Serrano out here doing her thing too. And Katie Taylor, like this is a healthy sport. This is a healthy sport, but it, that's as diverse as diverse comes by the way. 
Yeah, and you got European, these women coming up like Caribbean, bro. You got Ramla Ali coming up like they're, they they oh, there is loaded yeah. with talent coming up. Muslim, it, like it's so diverse, it's so great. They're all getting such a great platform. You're yeah, right. I, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this card, especially. Uh, and it's it's a good card. It's a good yeah. women's action card, man. So, I mean, obviously, I think Amanda Serrano is going to win. Will she get the stoppage? Is the question. Yes, because I I think she has to make that statement. She was so close to stopping Katie Taylor. If they had three minute rounds, that six round, Katie's out of here, done. Amanda Serrano's already undisputed. She's going to make a statement. She doesn't feel pressure. She doesn't do it like she's a vet. But the crowd in New York, being at home, that that New York push, it it makes me think of like. And this, I'm not sure it'll ever happen in my lifetime, but New York has had like these superstar players, right? And in terms of high school and basketball and all this stuff, imagine one of them going to the Knicks and then going to the NBA finals. It's it's not added pressure, but that crowd in the garden, they push you. It's such a magical thing. It's one of those where I think like the crowd is going to push Toronto and she's going to dominate, get the stoppage win, and she'll be the first Puerto Rican undisputed champion. Like she's already a seven division champion. So now yeah. she'd be the first Puerto Rican, like undisputed champ. By its, regardless of what happens with Katie Taylor in the rematch, by the time it's all said and done, maybe after tomorrow, I think there's an argument that Amanda Serrano is the greatest Puerto Rican boxer of all time. And I love Wilfredo Benitez. I love Tito Trinidad. I love, you know, I mean, I don't love Felix as much, but I mean, no, like, um, but like my grandma hates uh but no like there's Miguel Cotto there's like there's great Puerto Rican boxers right but she would be the greatest Puerto Rican boxer of all time seven division champion undisputed four belt champion went up to 135 and lost by a round a round for her division very accomplished like and if if she beats Katie Taylor we're having the talk between her and Clarissa Shields, so the greatest women's boxer of all time. But she's hands down the greatest Puerto Rican fighter of all time. If she's an eighth division champion, two time undisputed champion, it's you lock that shit up. And if she's got to go to she, the rematch against Katie Taylor, is going to be in Ireland. If you go to Ireland and beat Katie Taylor for the undisputed belts, two divisions above where you were undisputed before, at this point, fight Bumgarner after that and try to go for a three time undisputed. You're coming down in weight. I wouldn't say she was the greatest Puerto Rican boxer of all time. It's hard to put her against a Cotto with Fredo Benitez because it was the comp- level of competition. Fredo Benitez beat Roberto Duran, right? Fredo like, Benitez did beat Duran. I mean, like, he lost to the other Kings, but yes. But Amanda, well, she's definitely in the pantheon of great Puerto Rican fighters. There's no question about that. I just wouldn't I wouldn't say hands down the greatest. Katie Taylor oh, wouldn't do that. Katie Taylor win isn't equal mm, to nah. Benitez beating Duran. Nah. Mm-mm. I think it is. I think it is. But uh, one other thing on this card for people to watch: uh, Sky Nichols- Nicholson is also on this card. Yes, uh, the Australian. She's five and zero. She could fight, <laughs> and she's gonna show us like her and Ramla Ali both being on this card is, is enough reason for people to like watch the undercard. This is a women's this boxing, is a strong card. I can say this hundred percent: women's boxing is better than men's boxing. Right now. I mean, they're fighting each other. Everybody's right? fighting everybody. 
There's they ain't talking no shit. one's dodging the smoke. Nope. Yeah. Like they, they, and whooping at and it's not like technical chess matches, because yes, they could do that. Like yeah. there's skill disparity, right? No, they get in there, they stand toe-to-toe in the pocket and they chunk them. Everyone. I've covered like this entire years of women boxing. Every boxing, women's boxing card that had like more than two or three fights had like a full stone cold crimson mass blood fest. Oh yeah. Every single one. Because they've just been in there just throwing the letters. Letters. So man, it's it's been great. Boxing's in a great spot. Women's boxing's in a great spot. Next week we'll we'll come back. And I I think next week's kind of like a a down week in boxing because it's Super Bowl. Yeah, but after that, we we pick right back up, and then we we keep going. So next week, we'll we'll find something interesting to do for it. It might be all hip hop show for boxing, <laughs> and then we we pick it up. Uh, I'm gonna create the spreadsheet, so <laughs> um, it might be all hip hop next week, and us just hanging out talking about the crazy reverse rap pack, unless we made. So we appreciate you all. As always, shout to everyone in Blue Wire Studios. At the Wind Resort in Vegas. Not there right now, but be back again next week. In the meantime, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, at Corner Pod on TikTok. <laughs> and of course, we're on YouTube as well. For myself, Old Man Andreas Hell. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.